0: And that
1: lets you save care. true form life. Green locomotive. Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for being here on this edition of the show. I always appreciate your time to come in and see what we have going on each week. Now, today we have an absolute treat bringing on Tony Horton himself. Now, if you aren't familiar with Tony Horton, <laughs> he's the one who kind of started P90X. He mainstreamed it. He made it a household name. We had absolute blast having him on. So I'm great. so grateful we had the opportunity to bring him on and now to share this with you. Now, before we get into that, a quick word from our sponsor, MAK Mystic Expressions. Now, this is a Himalayan salt company that specializes in pink salt. Now, I think that this is a small step we can take to improve our health by transitioning from white refined salt to pink Himalayan salt. Now, if you head over to makmystic.com, they have all kinds of information to help you better understand Himalayan salt, as well as products such as heat bags, salt shakers, salt lamps, and heat lamps as well. So, head over to makmystic.com for more details, and we'll carry on with the show.
2: This is exploring mind and body. Naturally, improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Taddea.
1: All right, Tony, thanks so much for joining us today on Exploring Mind and Body. Drew, pleasure to be here, man. I'm
0: uh, willing to share everything I know about everything I know.
1: <laughs> well, I know you got lots going on and I know you know a lot. We'll try to get you in and in, out of here on, in, a, in a good amount of time.
0: Yeah, no sweat, man. Well, I'm glad to cover it all.
1: My first main question, if someone says Tony Horton, what's your philosophy around fitness? What's the first thing that comes to mind for you?
0: I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, combined mean a lot to me. Obviously, purpose, I think, would be first and foremost, just having a general sense of why you're doing what you're doing. And that's important. You know, I think a lot of people are exercising for all the wrong reasons, uh, too much about their ego and aesthetics and numbers on the scale and tape measures and what people think about them based on their effort. And that's all great temporarily, but it's hard to sustain. And, you know, it's about sustainability. It's about one's focus on health and wellness and diet and fitness so that they have a better life, that they're happier, they have more joy, there's more stimulation, there's more adventure, um, there's more curiosity. And that's what fitness and and eating right will do. It's a lifestyle. I mean, everybody hears the word lifestyle. So what does that mean? In detail, that's what it means. It's about changing uh, the quality of your life um, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, every which way. With it, you're better. Without it, you're not. I mean, who cares about your reflection in the mirror and the nice things that people say because you lost 15 pounds, which you'll probably gain again because your your whole outlook is not in the right direction.
1: So when you say purpose, would you say the majority of people that don't follow through with a fitness plan with living a healthy lifestyle, they lack that purpose?
0: Well, yeah, I think the ones that struggle that aren't, aren't succeeding long term. I mean, it's a long term thing. It's not an it's not an ephemeral journey so that you can look temporarily and take an after picture and show people later, even though you're 40 pounds heavier than that after picture. You know, I mean, that's just not. The way to do it, it's it's sort of it's sort of having it click in that light that goes off above your head. Like what? Like, oh, oh, I almost swore, but I didn't. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Thanks. It's it's not about just losing the weight and looking good. It's about having more energy, having a greater optimistic view of, of life. Um, and that's what happens when you exercise, you know, you release chemicals inside of the brain that change the way you look at the world. People don't understand that. It's it's like, oh, wow. How do you feel after a workout? Good. How do you feel when you skip one? Bad. Duh. So don't just do skip. it. <laughs> All right. I mean, how do you feel when you hold your breath after a while? It sucks. And what happens when you skip a meal or two or three? Or What happens when you don't get a night of night to sleep? What happens when you don't show up at work? Things go south, you know. <laughs> So you can survive like everybody else. Everybody's in survival mode. Get up, get in traffic, go to work, drink a bucket of coffee, eat a freaking hot dog for lunch, deal with the boss, get back in traffic, your wife's yelling at you, everybody's overweight, stressed out, poor sleep, craving sugar, fat, salt, and chemicals. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Oh, look at you. There's Joe in the box in the ground. And he didn't have to have that life. He could have had a better one if he decided to move and eat whole grains. And and try mountain biking. You know I mean? It's, it's, it's not hard. I mean, you know, do your best and forget the rest. I guess I'm known for that phrase and that's all it is. I mean, I did a workout last night. I felt great. It's a workout that I normally don't feel great doing. It's plyometrics. It's 20 moves. Some of them are in hundred reps. It's brutal. It's awful, but I'm a skier and I do it because I have to, because at 57 I want to rip down the mountain and, and feel like I can keep up with guys half my age. Today's workout, I felt weak as a kitten, like I am I could barely curl my normal weight. I don't know. Who knows? I just showed up and did it because <laughs> 80% of life is showing up. The other 20% is paying attention when you're there.
1: So boom, there's the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the interview. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> and you're welcome. Good night, everybody. That's all I got to say age kind of bugs me a little bit because it seems like more and more people are saying, or they they kind of grunt when they get up and they're like, "Ah, I'm too old for this. Of course, we all seen you without your shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) Have we?
0: It's half a shirt, right?
1: (laughs) Look at those. You got the got your tickets 57 years
0: old. How often are you working out? I try to work out 22 to 25 days a month. That's sort of the objective. If I can do that, I'm doing pretty well. 15 days a month means 15 days off. So you end up with exercise bipolar disorder, you know what I mean? Feel good, feel bad, feel good, you know, just go to work every other day, see how that turns out, you know? So, um, um, right now, today was number 17 out of 16 days. So I took it, they took a Sunday off, but, uh, it was 16 days in a row and then Sunday and then, um, actually last night and this morning. So, I mean, I try to work out every day.
1: Right, every just in different ways.
0: Just different ways, but my sequences and my workouts are such that that I'm not hammering my legs every day, or I'm not doing my biceps three times a week. You know what I mean? Right. It's plyo on mon on Monday night. It was last night. This morning was shoulders and arms. Tomorrow going to be a, a cardio circuit for one hour, five minutes on five machines. Keep going around, around, around. Uh, Thursday is sh- is uh, chest and back and abs. Um Friday is a routine called Balls and Boxes which is uh, you know plyo boxes and a lot of core on stability balls and balancing on uh, on um, Bosu balls a lot of it's really rib cage down leaving the upper body alone Saturday is yoga I'll either go in the morning at nine or in the afternoon at four. And then Sunday is the track workout. And if I'm feeling ambitious, I'll do a second workout on Sunday, which is ropes and peg boards and muscle ups and handstands and, you know, more gymnastic like stuff. And then you repeat, repeat, repeat. Now a lot of people think, oh my God, I mean – you must be sore all the time, and initially you are. But you back off on the reps, you back off on the weights, you back off on the range of motion, and you you know do what you can so you can get through it. And You're going to be sore, but I it's hard for me to be sore now. I mean, I'm at that point where I go to the track on Sundays. I'm sore on Monday, but uh, it's just it's just getting used to it, like anything else. You know, what I mean, Dean Karnazes wrote, ran fifty marathons in fifty days in fifty states. <laughs> that guy's okay. I can, I can work out seven days a week. Okay, you know, I mean, whatever. There's guys who run a hundred miles you know what I mean? So it's just all relative. It's just, it's just, you know, the more you do, the better you get. And it's always difficult at the beginning. It's called the learning process. You know what I mean? And then there's the adaptive process and then there's sort of the kick ass process, which is fortunately where I am now, you know, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how not to work. If I took three days off, I would probably start. I don't know. I'd probably go to a clock tower with a rifle. I would be a scary guy.
1: (laughs) So for being sore, do you feel that you need to avoid those plateaus that everybody talks about do you feel you need to entirely change your workout shock your body into any kind of stressful situation so you can push past and see more results Well,
0: you know and p90x we called it uh muscle confusion but it's 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 sort of a form of periodization training which is what jacqueline was doing in the 40s you know what i mean it's like stop thinking that the elliptical three times a week for half an hour is going to do anything after a while of course you're going to plateau you know let's say the elliptical was the only thing you had well then you better take that incline and go like this, you better start working the arms. You better start going backwards. You better start turning that thing up to 12. You know, the only the only way anybody gets better is that they have to put more pressure on different parts of the body to create a higher strain so that the muscles and the tendons and the ligaments and the heart and the lungs and the legs are all working a little bit harder. But it's easier to add more variety. I mean, I mean, P90X has 12 different discs. You know, there's core synergistics, there's ab ripper, there's yoga, there's chest and back, there's shoulders and arms, you know, there's um, uh, Kempo, there's just a lot of different things. And so anybody who wants to really improve at a drastically fast rate um, needs to work on their weaknesses as much or more than their strengths.
1: All right, so I want to tell you about the Silver Fern Aesthetic and Vein Clinic. Now, they specialize in a few areas. One is skincare. They'll tell you the difference between professional skincare and over-the-counter skincare. This is something that they specialize in as well as offering education to their customers and clients. Mineral makeup is one of their non-toxic type of products. They have no talc, perfume, dyes, alcohol, or anything else that may clog your pores. They also specialize in varicose and spider veins. I actually had the opportunity to stop in there and they helped me better understand who's more likely to get them, how to treat them, and even how to prevent them. And then they also offer detoxing products and services such as their universal contour wrap. They offer a clay solution. This gets rid of toxins, increases your energy levels, and much more. If you want more details, visit their Facebook page at Silver Fern Aesthetic and Vein Clinic. They're also offering free consultations from Dr. Jackson and their other skincare professionals. You can find them in Didsbury across from the train station, or you can give them a call at 403 335
2: 8829.
1: Today I'm super excited. I've been talking with Andy McDermott for a while now, and we've been trying to work it out for him to come on air and share some of his expertise with you. Now, Andy's an actor. He's a model. He's a soccer coach. A fitness enthusiast. He's going to be telling you a whole lot of different things that he does. All right, Andy. So there's so many things that that you do, and I'm gonna. I have tons of questions for you. And I, I had a chance to check out your bio and video and, and see what you're doing. If someone were to ask you what you do, <laughs> what, what what do you tell them? There's so many things going on. What do you say?
3: <laughs> yeah, man, I, I don't know the the old adage. I'm I'm a jack of many many trades, but an expert at none of them. But I would say the number one. You know, I, I live in Hollywood. I came out here um, to be an actor. So that's that's the the primary. Goal career-wise for me, but um, even in the acting, I do I do commercials, uh, I do TV, I do film, uh, I do some hosting of different things. Uh, I, I've been modeling since you know since for 400 years since college back in '98, and uh, still do a lot of uh, print work, some fitness print work too. But uh, yeah, the the fitness side has, has been the one constant. I have I've had many different careers, many different jobs, but the fitness thing ever since I was 14 years old and. First picked up a weight in my high school. Uh, I don't think I've missed a day since in almost 25 years, you know, and and many of those days have been more than one workout. So um, I caught the uh, psychosis early and it's just been a way of life for me. And, and, uh, and I have learned. I, I say I've learned the hard way because I've done it. I've done it the wrong every possible thing you could do throughout the last 25 years. I think I've had it, and I have just learned myself how how what's the most effective and efficient way to not only train, but also to eat and drink and, and take care of your body. So um, that's that's kind of me in a nutshell: the showbiz, the fitness, and and uh, also the the soccer coaching. It's, uh, it's been a part of my life forever. And, and now that my sons are, are playing soccer and even my daughters uh, started coaching them and do some other coaching here in Los Angeles.
1: So where did that come from at an early age? Were you always, you always wanted to be an athlete. You always wanted to be in the fitness world. Where does that come from at such a young age?
3: Yeah. You know, I was a soccer player uh, from day one, I think from four years old, uh, I was, I was one of those kids that, you know, um, just had too much energy and my mom was smart enough to say, you know, go outside and play. And, uh, and so, you know, that's what I did every, every day, all day, went in the backyard and played and, um, you know, never planned on it, but soccer was what, uh, allowed me to go to college, went to Northwestern University in Chicago. Um, and then after that, uh, just fell into a professional career and got to play for about seven seasons, uh, as a professional, um, certainly didn't get rich. Uh, it was more, uh, my wife says I was just avoiding getting a real job, but <laughs> Got to, uh, got to travel the world, got to make some lifelong friends and paid the bills by, by kicking a ball. So, uh, that was, uh, that was a way of life for me. I retired when I was about almost 28 and, uh, when we got pregnant with our first and it was finally time to, to get a real job, but yeah, the, the fitness thing just kind of grew out of that. Honestly, I was, I was always skinny. I was always little. I was never the fastest guy. So I remember thinking maybe if I was a little bit stronger, it might help me on the field and, and, uh. And that's what ended up happening. I was never the best or the fastest or anything, but you know, I always always worked real hard, and and uh, that that helped me kind of find my way.
1: That's pretty cool to hear. There's so many similarities that you're saying in in my career life that we're in different areas now, but coming up, I think we're we're pretty close to 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 that. What you just said. Um, what is it like to? What's it like after? So, you moved on from professional sports, you moved into a husband, your uh, father, and then you had other careers around health, wellness, fitness. Tell me the next step of your life.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, while I was playing soccer, uh, I was also personal training and also training in martial arts. Um, It was just kind of a uh, a lifelong thing. Started um, training in Taekwondo when I was little and picked it back up again once I was playing soccer because I had some free time. I was, Never going to be the guy who spent four hours on the golf course, but I did spend four hours in different martial arts gyms every day and uh, ended up with a third degree black belt and and ended up teaching uh, pretty much full time for a couple of years. So between uh, personal training and and teaching Taekwondo, uh, that was uh, that was kind of my life along with soccer. Um, then it was time to get a real job, and one of my best friends was living in Phoenix. We went down and visited. Uh, his dad was actually a cop at the Phoenix PD, and said, "Hey, man, I, I think you'd be you'd be great at this." And and I said, "You know, I don't know about that. I'm not the stereotypical cop. You know, at least the uh, the stereotype these days, because you know I love everybody, and I'm never going to be the ticket writing kind of guy." And, and he said, "Just come check it out and see what we do." Uh, and uh, so that's what I did. I was we moved about you know, a few months later and, uh, and I started working for the Phoenix PD and luckily I got on with the tactical unit right away. So it's just kind of a proactive, um, street crimes and just went after real bad guys and, and, uh, and just had a blast and every day was different. Um, and I did a lot of fitness training for the department also, I kind of certified different guys and, in, in um, from different departments all around Arizona and, uh, and got them ready to go back to their department to teach the, the new, men and women at the academy to get them, um, you know, in shape. And uh, so that's, that's where we ended up. We were in Phoenix for almost eight years and started our family there. And, and now we have two boys and two girls. So we have a, uh, we have a full full boat over here now.
1: So what's that look like when you say, (laughs) when you say, you know, you're, you're an officer, you're fighting crime, like you're chasing down bad guys. You say that, of course it was natural to you. That's your lifestyle. You say that (laughs) (laughs) laxigdasically, if that's a word. What's that like? What do you, like what's going on in your mind? (laughs)
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I call I call being a cop like a front row seat to the best show on earth because you just never know what's gonna happen. You know, people are crazy. People like all humans, we're all a little bit messed up, but some <laughs> have a lot more going on than, than others. And uh so it wasn't always crazy, it wasn't always violent stuff. Um a lot of time it was, you know, we, we spent a lot of time laughing, honestly. I was I was on a great squad with a bunch of um you know, a bunch of ex athletes or ex military guys who really wanted to help people really wanted to work hard. And, and, uh, so we had a blast, man, we got to work out on duty, um, because, you know, part of our job on on our unit was, was serving, uh, um, search warrants and doing kind of the operations in, in different places. So we always had to be, you know, physically fit and ready to go. So working out with those guys was kind of, kind of cool. It was like a band of brothers and, um, but there were days when when, you know, you, you go home and, and you can't really tell your wife about, you know, what, what happened because I, I didn't want her to be worried all the time. Um, but even on those days, you know, it could be could be eight hours of of a workout and, you know, and just kind of low key. And then it could be two minutes of craziness and then a couple hours of paperwork after that. But, you know, it's um you know a lot of the time it was it was fun because you just never knew it was unpredictable every day was different
2: all right
1: so i just want to take a moment to tell you about the tire shop here in olds now to be honest with you i'm not really a car person i wouldn't be the first to fix well, anything, <laughs> so that's why I trust some a company like the tire shop. When I bring my car in there, I always know that it's going to get quality service. I really love the customer service it's It's bar none. they treat you like family, and this is a family run business for forty years, so they're definitely doing something right. And they're not just a tire company. So they do oil, brakes, tune-ups, your battery, wheel alignment. They do all kinds of different things to service your car. And now that winter's on the way, it's definitely a good time to get your car checked out, have someone that you trust and and believe in, and to support the community as well as a local tire shop. You can reach them at 403-403. 556 7660, or if you want to stop in, they're at 5903 Imperial Way, right behind Napa. Now, we have another guest. This is going to be Jason Scott Johnson, and he has been all over the place. He's a, a Marine Muay Thai champion, wrestling champion. He's a personal trainer, and he's also in Hollywood. He's living in LA now and he's acting, doing some commercials. So, He's doing all kinds of stuff, and today we're going to talk about making fitness fun. All right, Jason. Before we get into more of those details of what you what you can do to find things that are fun or make fitness fun, I'm interested in a little bit of your background. So, you how old how old did you say you were when your dad was taking you running? Oh yeah, I was I was ten. You're ten years old, and what you know what was that like to have such an influential father? I'm not sure that. It's normal. <laughs> I don't know if it's normal to have a father wake up a 10-year-old
2: and say, "Hey, let's go for a run." It was awesome. It was it was some uh, I mean, no, it is. It is some of my favorite memories and I still go to that same course now and I still run those same country roads just because it gives me that feeling of of when I was a kid and and running with my dad, you know, with my hooded sweatshirt up cuz I, you know, I I felt like Rocky, you know, running <laughs> running with my dad. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a whole experience and, and that just ignited me. I mean, we would come back, we would share protein shakes. And then at, at about the same time, he would take me to the YMCA and he would teach me how, how to weight train, how to circuit train. And I mean, I, I found out immediately how much I enjoyed it. And I realized how it affected my body because I started getting really good at running and I started getting stronger and my overall confidence started to improve right there at 10 years old. And it was also right about that time where Rocky four came out. And I mean, it was a done deal after I saw that film. I'm like, yeah, because I mean, at the time in Wisconsin, you know, we were, it, it was totally full of snow. So my friends and I would actually go out and do what we called Rocky training. And we would go out in, into the, into the little mountains and, you know, we would run up them just like in Rocky four. If you're familiar with that film, it, I mean, that whole experience with, with, with my parents introducing me to fitness, it really started just amazing moment momentum for me because I went from running. Wow. Um, Let's see. We we were probably running three to five miles back then uh, with my dad. And then we got into biking. And then I started, as time went on, I started just adding more and more miles. And I I started to get really good at running. I I actually broke the record for for our grade school mile record. Uh, That was a pretty cool experience. But it all started with, with me having that amount of fun training with my dad and uh, uh, again my mom had a big part too because she would also educate me on more of of the overall wellness and take me to conferences and things like that so it was really cool it was it was really cool and I'm I will always be grateful for that for that early that early introduction and my dad still goes with me like when I compete in different ironman competitions and things like that. I mean, he'll travel with me and it's pretty neat.
1: <laughs> That's it's awesome. Neat. Yeah. What so you're when you go home to visit, so you're in LA right now and your yes. parents are still in Wisconsin? Is that correct? Uh
2: yes. My 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 yes.
1: So does your dad what does your dad do now for workouts? Is he still working out? Is he still running? Is he still living a healthy lifestyle?
2: Oh yeah. He uh one of his newest things, I mean he loves racquetball. So he plays racquetball, he walks. He does uh weight training and his newest thing is he he goes in the pool and that's where he practices his karate and he really really enjoys that. Um it gives him a new a new way to train his martial arts. He he does it in the water. It was it was something that he just recently shared with me. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. And how old is he? He is 74. Wow. That's that's pretty cool. I love hearing those stories. Um, so I have to ask. I, I spent some a few years in the Midwest, and it seems like wrestling is a is a huge deal in in the Midwest. What's the deal with that? Is that that's like football in Texas? Why? Is...
2: <laughs> yeah, wrestling is big. It is big, and it was it was a very very influential part of my childhood because. I got into wrestling in school, and it, it literally changed my life because I had a great, great coach, and he believed in me so much more than I believed in myself. You know, I just kind of did it just to see what it was like, but he always said that he saw something in me. You know, and um, it was pretty darn cool because he he, he led me to uh, a couple. Uh, a couple state tournaments and I actually won the championship my senior year, which was, which was, was, it was a big confidence builder for me. And yes, wrestling is very big in the Midwest. I don't know if you've seen the film vision quest. I have not. Um, Great, great wrestling film, but it kind of gives you a taste of, of uh, what wrestling means in the Midwest.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. And so what made you decide to go into the Marines? Is this before or after your martial arts or Muay Thai career?
2: I okay. I I, I while growing up, I, I started training in martial arts around eight years old, and um, continued that all through high school. But after high school, I went right into the Marine Corps, um, and that my my father was what was in the military. Many of my uh, relatives were also in the military and really what it was was it was one meeting with one guy that i had um he was a sniper in the marine corps and i met him when i was 17 i i had dinner with him and his dad and my dad that that did it he told me about his experiences and his you know just all the intangible benefits that he got out of serving in the marine corps and i just knew from that day forward that's what i'm doing
1: Just a quick word about the new organic spa and salon in Penhold, which is 10 minutes south of Red Deer. They strive for the best organic, environmentally friendly, and health-conscious alternatives. They specialize in organic color and spa treatments, therapeutic massage, as well as holistic alternatives like cranial sacral therapy. They also recycle 85 to 95% of the waste through a company called Green Circle Salons. Hair is used for oil spill cleanups, making mats, and all the metal is used to make asphalt, just to name a few. They sell a wide range of organic hair and beauty lines, like Eminence Organics, Kevin Murphy, Intelligent Nutrients, and Jane Iredell Makeup. Check them out at OrganicOasisSpa.ca. That's OrganicOasisSpa.ca. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. I always appreciate your time to come in and see what we have going on. A quick word from some of our longtime sponsors. We have Health Street here in Olds, who have some of the highest health standards in Canada. You can also visit them at healthstreet.ca. We have Shopper's Drug Mart, who's been with us from the very beginning. We so much appreciate their longtime support. AG Foods in Didsbury, they're bringing better quality foods to the grocery industry. And then I'm going to mention GDK Gravel & Sand again at the end, who also has residential products, not just commercial now, if you're interested more in what we do and what we have to offer, we have a monthly membership that I'd love for you to be a part of. We design meal plans, weekly meal plans for you, recipes and grocery shopping lists included. We also do all at home workouts for you. So we plan the entire week out, the week for you, including rest days and recovery days. So if you head over to trueformlife.com, We have more details. And don't forget about our app that I'm super excited about. Head over to trueformlife.com slash EMB app for more details on how you can download this and get some free gifts as well. This is only available to the first hundred downloads and ratings and reviews. So get in there and check it out before it's too late. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddea in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening.
2: You've been listening to
0: Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out
2: more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.